Hello and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar, and welcome back to our special series: What to Say When You Hear Something Racist. All right, friends. So this is our final episode in this series. I really appreciate all the positive feedback I have been getting on it. I'm so grateful to know that this has been helpful. And I also want to appreciate those of you who have let me know that you have shared it with folks in areas outside of education because this content is relevant to anyone, anywhere. And so it's so great when I hear that new folks are joining our community. Although I have a long background and experience in education, so much of the content I create, so much of what I write in my books, in my book Onward, which is all about emotional resilience, in Coaching for Equity, which is about how we can have conversations about racism, so much of that is relevant in our interpersonal lives, in relationships with friends and family, in workplaces of all kinds. And so it just always really energizes me to hear that these ideas are spreading because I know that they will help folks have better relationships with each other and live more fulfilled, meaningful lives and have better connections with their colleagues and their community and with themselves. And so thank you for sharing. And if you haven't yet shared and you are finding any of this useful, then one easy way to do this, to share, would be to hop over to our social media feeds and particularly to Instagram, where we've been sharing a lot of content from this podcast series. And, you know, it's just so easy there to share a post and this content will just make its way farther out into the world. All right, friends, so in this final episode, I am going to guide you through how you might design your racial equity learning journey, because you know, I know the conclusion of this podcast series, it's not the end of your learning journey to dismantle racism, to have meaningful conversations about racism when you hear it or witness it. I want to remind you that I believe you have the will to say something when you hear something racist. And I know you need more skill development and more knowledge building, really. So lots of people know this, not just me, to build skills, to say something, you're going to need to contend with some very challenging brain and body stuff. When we hear something racist and when we think about saying something, our bodies, our brains actually recognize a potential threat. Like if we speak up, it could be dangerous. Something could happen to us. And then our brain really tries to hold us back and keep us safe. Now, some of us are more inclined to freeze or flee in those moments, like to be silent and say nothing some of us are more inclined to fight. This is the typical stress response. And when the brain is considering a threat to a relationship, to an identity, then it experiences it really as a real danger. And contemplating saying something about racism can feel like a threat to a relationship or to an identity. So the brain is going to respond in ways that might not 
ultimately be aligned to who we want to be in the world. And so to build skill, you've got to learn how to work with your brain, really, how to calm your brain, how to clear it, and then how to engage other parts of your brain so that you can respond. Now, I know that I'm really simplifying the neuroscience around all of this, and many of you have probably heard people talk about these ideas that I'm referencing. I don't want to diminish the complexity of neuroscience, but I am not a neuroscientist, and I don't want to go too far down that road. So here's the thing. We are sort of wired in a way to want to protect ourselves, to ward off danger, and we've probably been engaging in whatever kind of habits we have since we were very young. So if your tendency is to freeze or flee, you've probably been doing that for a long time for many reasons. And so when you sense possible danger, in order to respond in a way, again, that is more aligned with your current values, which might be to confront racism, you've got to change your conditioning. You've got to change your brain wiring. And you can do that through practicing doing something different. You do this by learning how to do something different and then by practicing that different thing over and over and over. And through that practice, your brain creates new neural pathways. You can't really do anything about what has already happened in your brain, but if you don't use those old pathways, they kind of get dusty and your brain won't use them as often. So you've got to create new neural pathways and then you have to practice using those. And you can practice doing that in a few different ways. In the show notes, you will see a link to a resource that I'm offering you to use to practice with. And it basically guides you through reflecting on a bunch of situations and writing down your response. Now, writing is a good step. It's a practice step your brain actually experiences it kind of like a real conversation, but it's not enough. Really, I always encourage you to write, and then you also need to practice with other people. You need to have conversations, even mock conversations, in which you practice responding to racist statements. Without that kind of practice, you're not going to develop the skills that you will want to draw on in real situations. And I've said this before, but this is why in all of our Bright Morning workshops, we include opportunities to practice. And people are always nervous, and they also always say afterwards that through the practice, through the role-playing, they learned so much. And so if you can come to one of our workshops, that would be great. I would say on this topic, Coaching for Equity 101 is a perfect place to start. It really helps you build your ability to recognize racism and to say something. And, you know, if you can't come to our workshops or even in addition to coming to them, you also need to find folks who are committed to dismantling racism and you need to practice with them. Create your own practice group. Use the content from this series to practice evaluating purpose, power, and possibility, and then to say something. Practice with each other, give each other feedback, coach each other. 
it's really critical that you do this practice. It's like, can you imagine if you wanted to play, I don't know, basketball, and you thought you could just walk out onto a court and play a game and win without ever having picked up a ball or tried to throw it through a hoop? You've got to practice. All right, in addition to the skill set of being able to really open your mouth and say something, you also most likely will need to continue building your knowledge foundation to help you do this as well as to help you think about what to practice. I have another resource linked in the show notes that will help you self-evaluate where you're at. Do you need to build more knowledge foundation? Do you need to build more skill in accessing your emotions and understanding how to work with your emotions? So that is another resource there. But many people need to continue building foundational knowledge about a bunch of areas, about what is racism. That's the first area, like just what is racism? which systems produce racism. And there's many ways to build this knowledge. You gotta figure out exactly what you wanna build knowledge about. Maybe you wanna start with just learning more about the history of the United States and how colonialism created the ideology of white supremacy. I have some suggestions for books for you to start with if this is the case. These are also linked in the show notes, but I'm gonna just tell you about a few books here. I think a really great place to start, or even if you've been doing this learning for a while, read How the Word is Passed by Clint Smith. It is a gorgeous, brilliant work, came out last year. It is narrative nonfiction, history, and so much more. It's just gonna give you so much information and make you think. That book was my favorite read of last year, and I think it's really, really brilliant. If you are really just starting to learn about racism and you want an easy-to-digest overview of the history of racism and racist ideology, then I'm going to recommend a book called Stamped by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi. It is really a fairly quick read. I think it is technically for young adults, but I think it's a fantastic overview. Here is another book that I have only just skimmed, but I am hearing a lot of people who really love it, and that is The Sum of Us, What Racism Costs Everyone and How We Can Prosper Together. It's by Heather McGee, and I just keep hearing people talk about how enlightening it is, how invaluable it is, so check that out. And the last book I want to recommend is a brand new one, just came out, I've just started it, by Kimberly Jones. And her book is called How We Can Win, Race, History, and Changing the Money Game That's Rigged. Kimberly Jones was on our podcast a couple of months ago. You'll find the link to that episode in the show notes. And she's just brilliant. And I love that she's talking about systemic racism and the economic roots and capitalism. And it is a short book and I just started it, but it seems like a fairly easy read. So another recommendation. Okay. So that's for those of you who are like, I just need to understand what is racism, how to identify it, how to talk about it, how do I know what is cultural appropriation, what is a microaggression, 
all those things. So check out those books. That's a good place to start. Okay, but some of you might be realizing you need to do some learning about other people's emotions and how you can respond to them, maybe how to understand and respond to what has been called white fragility, which is the title of Robin DiAngelo's book. And I just got to say for the record, I've got a little bit of trouble with the title and some of the content in the book, but I also think there is a lot of value in it and insight. So check it out. I also address the topic of how to respond to other people's emotions in my book, Coaching for Equity. So if you haven't read that, that could be a next step for your reading. Okay, third area of knowledge that you might want to build could be around identity development and identity safety and this sort of idea we have of like, I'm a good person. I have a book to recommend if this is an area you want to learn more about that I found incredibly useful. And this is a book written by Dolly Chug, which is called The Person You Mean to Be, How Good People Fight Bias. And she explores the psychology behind racism and bias, and she gives you a lot of ideas about how to take action. I really like that book, and it gives you a lot more information around how to respond to people's emotions and how to understand the psychology and the mental models. Okay, one more recommendation. If you are a white person and you want to build your knowledge and skill around how do I be a white person and dismantle racism and how can I take action, then I'm going to recommend Leila Saad's book, Me and White Supremacy, a really powerful book that will guide you through deep reflection. You'll learn a lot and you'll be able to take action as a result. Okay, I know I just recommended a bunch of books, and I do believe that books are a great way for us to learn. I'm not gonna recommend any more there. I'm often recommending books in my newsletters, in my Instagram feed. I want to just point towards two other learning resources for you or areas that you might wanna learn more about. First, if you are a person of color, you might be thinking about the nuances, the difference, the complexity in responding to racism as a person of color, whether that is racism directed towards you or others. And I got a lot more to say about this and think about it, but the place I wanna direct you to right now is our new offering in Bright Morning, which is for BIPOC leaders. It is a program I started this year for the first time a professional learning community for BIPOC educational leaders. And it's a place for folks to process their experiences, to build community, to learn, to heal. I am just loving facilitating this group. It has been so powerful. And we will be taking applications for a new cohort soon. And so if this is something you might be interested in, then in the show notes, you will also find a link to learn more about that. And then one more, this is the final area around which you might want to consider building some knowledge and skill. And this is the area that I call the dispositions. Dispositions are sort of emotions, but they are also attitudes. There are a set of dispositions that 
If you cultivate and if you speak from these dispositions, you are more likely to have the kind of impact that I know you want to have when you are confronting racism. And these dispositions are courage, compassion, curiosity, humility, and optimism. And you might recognize that you want to learn more about these. You want to learn how to cultivate them in yourself. My recommendation as a starting point for you is my book Onward and the accompanying workbook. And I would actually really encourage you to look at the workbook first or both at the same time because the workbook has a lot of activities to guide you through developing those dispositions. And again, this might just be a point for you to engage in some reflection on these dispositions and to think about how they show up in your life. And you may already have ideas of ways that you cultivate them, but this is a plug to consider how those might help you in doing the work of dismantling racism. All right, friends, we have come to the end of this podcast series. I've got a couple of requests to make of you. First, if you enjoyed it, if you would go over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us, it makes a big difference. Really, it'll take you less than a minute and it makes a big difference. I hope you might also share with a friend an episode, a resource, a tool from this series that you found useful. I want to get this work out there and your help in sharing is really helpful. We tend to take recommendations from people we know. It won't take you too long and it will make a difference. I also want to invite you to let me know directly, whether that is in an email or social media, what you thought of this series. It is work in development. I am putting this out there for you in the hopes that you'll find it useful, but also because it's helping me to explore this content for the book I'm working on. So I'd love to hear your feedback. I really would. All right, friends, I hope you are doing well and I want to thank Leslie Bickford, who as a producer is my partner in thinking through what to include in this content. She listens to these episodes and edits them and makes suggestions and does so much more. So Leslie Bickford is the producer and Stacey Goodman is the sound engineer and goes through these episodes with a fine tooth comb, making them sound good and mixing things in and doing the final stages to get this to you. This is a team effort. And I appreciate your support. Your support makes you part of this team. I will see you next time, friends. Take care and be well. 